Welcome back to That Damn Sports Podcast. We took a little break um, for the holidays, um, <clears throat> had a lot of stuff going on. And then we kind of were th- talking and thinking about it. We we're like, you know, kind of want to wait because we know the playoff and, and um, the national championship is not too far after the New Year. So we wanted to wait till we got all that concluded so we can give you guys one big jumbo episode um, with all uh, everything, all the meat and potatoes. Um, but for the first time in a couple episodes, we've got our dear friend, David Ferris Saliba. Um, on the podcast. Um, finally, he's back. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're really, really happy to have David back. Dave, you have something to say? He said, you've been, gone, you've been gone for a while, man. Anything to say in your absence? Yes, I have something to say. Um, hello, everyone. <laughs> it is good to be back. <laughs> My name is David. All right. See, that's, that's what we missed. We missed someone who, who was an idiot. Um, <laughs> that's what that's what we needed back on this podcast. Um, so yeah, this is a big episode. Uh, a lot of stuff to cover. We've we've got a national we we've got a national championship. National- oh, I'd like to say shout out Jr. Swish. The goat. It, those who can't see, he's wearing a throwback Jr. Sw- Jr. Smith <laughs> Cavalier jersey. Um, I don't ask. I really, honestly, to this day, I've been his friend for how many years, and I still don't really understand it. So, me and Jr. Smith have a love connection that you <laughs> understand. And many aspire for. Okay. All right. And on that note, we've got a lot to cover today. Um, we have a national champion um, in the college football world. The NFL the past couple of weeks is really spiced up. We've got a playoff. We're, our playoff picture set in stone. Um, so yeah, let's jump right into it. Another thing we missed, though, because of the holidays, and it was so close to New Year's, um, was both of our local teams. And we, we, we had to talk about them, even though it may not be important in, in – throughout the whole country. It is important to the people of this podcast. That's the South Carolina Gamecocks and the Clemson Tigers, both getting bowl wins. Clemson with a big win over Iowa State. South Carolina with, it's, it's sad to say, but for our program at, the t- at what we're at right now, a massive, massive win against UNC. And it was a very compelling win, a very dominant win. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll just start with that one, Dave. I'll let you carry over with the Clemson game. Um, this win means is, is huge for us in a lot of ways. One, it gave us a winning season, something we haven't had in, in a while. Uh, two, North Carolina's no joke. I mean, they're not what they were supposed to be this year, but the preseason height, they were 10th in the country, projected at least. That was, that was what they opened the season as. And um, we really, really needed this win. And, and, to put, and, and for Shane Beamer's first year to, to capitalize on a bowl win, something we haven't had experience in a while, um, it was massive. And, and, and the game plan, I mean, I was, I was there, and I, it threw me for a loop. So I don't even know if you know this. Um, cause not I, a lot of North Carolina fans and stuff that I talked to didn't know this, but the quarterback that played majority of our snaps and won the game MVP to carry on Joyner. He was from Charleston, got recruited to South Carolina as a quarterback. He's one of the dual threat guys. It wasn't working a quarterback. He never got a start a quarterback. The only, only time he really played a quarterback was in wildcat formation or he played at the end of the Georgia game. We beat when they were number three in the country and we beat them. Um, he played the last of the, the end of the game when Holinsky got hurt. But other than that, he, he never really had an opportunity to play quarterback. This whole season, he played receiver. Okay? He, he was not playing quarterback at all. So, you know, our quarterback issues, we had a grad transfer and Zeb Nolan playing quarterback. We had a, bun- like a bunch of quarterbacks. Luke Doty with his season-ending injury. We had a lot of injuries. We didn't really have a quarterback. But for the Priest and Josh Brown, or Jason Brown declaring that he was going to enter the transfer portal, we had no quarterback other than Zeb Nolan. So, the grad transfer. We all thought he was going to start, and that's what they said was going to happen. We come out, and, and to carry on Joiner, the, the wide receiver who used to be a quarterback, comes out there as quarterback and we're like oh shit but I was also a little hesitant I was sitting there like 
Well, he's the most athletic player on that team. Yeah, he's a very athletic player. But I'm sitting there thinking, I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable with this. Uh, you can just tell when we when we beat Georgia and he played the last half of the game, we didn't score a single point with him in the game, other than overtime. So he, uh, I was just a little nervous. Dude, gunslinger threw a, threw. I think it was like third, fourth, fifth, something play of the game. That was a 69-yard touchdown, an absolute strike. Now he threw it, and it looked like he just blindly threw it, but it was it was a touchdown. It was a nice play. Um, and he kind of and he and he didn't do too much. They didn't make him do too much. They didn't make him throw the ball. He only threw nine passes, but he was nine for nine. If that tells you the kind of scheme they were running for him, yeah, ran the ball a lot. Um, and then he also Zeb Nolan, the other actual quarterback, came into Ravens. Yeah, they bounced. They bounced right. between the two, but you could tell it really threw UNC off. They weren't prepared to have a dual threat quarterback. We were in a lot of read option. Um, yeah. so they were not expecting that, and our defense played great too. We just dominated them, and it was it was and that win was bigger than. Obviously, the Duke's Mayo Bowl in retrospect means nothing in terms of the rest of college football. But for our program, what we're trying to build right now, that's a huge win to end the season off of, especially in Shane Beamer's first year. It's a big win for, uh, for us right now. And then you yeah. got coming in, that's a lot of momentum going to next year, having Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma coming in. I don't know if you've seen. Dude, that's honestly kind of scary as a Clemson fan. <laughs> it's crazy. We've got in Oklahoma, Austin Stogner, the starting tight end. He's coming in as well. I don't know if you've seen this. Wake Forest leading rusher for the past – two years and he's he he's in transfer portal he just committed to south carolina um mm-hmm. this, guy from, this guy from james madison who has 18 Dude, college football is becoming like the nfl holy cow the transfer portal they is had katie perry on halftime and everything <laughs> <laughs> that was disgusting but <laughs> the, the transfer portal shane beamer's attacking it and he's attacking it really well and we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of guys out of that and i don't know so that all that all, that's what i'll end that game off of huge win for our program and i know you guys had a big win for you guys, especially with the year you guys had um, over Iowa State. I mean, yeah, no, um, I don't know. It was exciting to see a win, I guess. But I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can go with the way Clemson's season has gone. But to be honest with you, as a as a lifelong Clemson fan, not just a recent Clemson fan, you can't you can't really complain. I mean, we finished the season ten and three. We won. You know, we won the games down the stretch that we should have won, and we started winning them pretty handily. I would have liked to see us beat Iowa State worse than we did, uh, to be completely honest with you. But, I mean, hopefully if we get a new quarterback this year, get rid of DJ's bummy self. <laughs> um, I, I don't want him to do well so bad. Like, nothing against the guy. Right. But you just see the way he played, like, whenever he was coming in for Trevor and he didn't have any pressure. Like, he's a he can play. He just – it's got to all be mental for this guy and it sucks to see, but also got to move on at some point. Um, but I mean, you know, that game, I guess if you want to talk about the game itself, all we did was run the ball. And I mean, we stuck to what we, what had been working for us and CJ Spiller has got, got us a running game going. That's cool to see them there on the sidelines. Well, I noticed, and that was something that I noticed at the point you bring up with DJ, I noticed right away when I was looking at it, I mean, the offense as a, in, as a whole played okay, but still didn't play too great. And DJ right. specifically, I mean, 187 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. Um, but I will say, if you have a defense, you have a chance in every game, and that's Clemson's uh, calling card for that. I mean, right. it's has kept him in seven games this year and has won them a lot of games. And that, it, it, let's just be honest, and this comes from a Gamecock fan, a diehard, and I, my hatred for Clemson runs very deep. But – they're, they're, this is this one season. I, I I hate. I keep 
the casual fans I hear talking about it, and, and you hear them say Clemson sucks or Clemson's trash now. Clemson, they're going to be back next year. Dude, it's just dude, inevitable. Look at every other team that has won a national championship that's not Alabama in these last few years, and they haven't come close to doing what we've done. I LSU know. is dog shit. Like, and you look at LSU, they're supposed to be good every single year, and they find a way to mess it up. Like, well, we have something special other, other than the Joe Burrow year. Now, now, honestly, <laughs> the part that does scare me is that we're losing Venables. That is an actual – that's going to be a big hurdle. Well, the guy coming in for Venables has been his right-hand man for the past couple of years. He's going to do everything the same way Venables did. And he's going to have the same recruits, recruit the same way, the same kind of players, and the same style. I'm not I, – I, honestly, as a Gamecock fan, I'm not too worried for Clemson in that side. I think Clemson will be fine. And I think – and also I just – It is a big loss. I understand the concern. I think the reason Clemson is what it is, and and the football team, I believe, really is this way more so than like the school itself. Like, because you know, Clemson brands itself as like you know we are a family and we are this and that. And especially now, as big as Clemson has gotten, the school itself isn't necessarily that way. It's a lot more just people with money. But the football team, just the culture that David is cult- Dabo has cultivated there. That is that is why we are what we are because he's raising them into being good humans and people want to be in that program and mamas want their sons in that program. Yeah, I mean, and, and here's we got. I'm I just like I said from Gamecock fan. Let's just be real. They didn't just like after this bad year. They, it's not like oh they don't have any recruits now. They don't have anybody coming in that's any good. Right. They, they don't have the same coaches. They, I mean, it's ridiculous. They still had one of the best defenses in the entire country. And then on top, all you have to do is fix your offensive struggles. But look at Clemson's recruiting classes. Well, and it's not like we don't have weapons either. Like, we still have one of the best receiving cores in the country. We just had a quarterback that couldn't get him the ball. Right. And and let me tell you your biggest strength, okay? This is your biggest strength. One, you're recruiting. You have so many – and your facilities are phenomenal, the top notch. No one – no one's just going to forget about Clemson after this year. Not not recruits are just going to be like, oh, Clemson beat Iowa State by seven. You finished 14th in the country, 10-3. and That's not bad. I, you know what I would do for a 10-3 record as a Gamecock fan? I mean, it has been years since we've experienced I think the last year we did, <laughs> yeah. the year, last year we did that was 2013. I would I would die to have a 10-win season. That's yeah. why – that's another reason Clips fans frustrate me, not because they're annoying. It's because they're annoying in the, because of their successes. They're annoying – they're like – they're so up and down. I never know what I'm going to get when I'm talking to them. I talk to them, and I'm the one who has to be the voice of reason for them. I hear oh, we suck. Uh. And I'm, I, I want to jump on and be like, yeah, you guys suck. But I, I'm, I can't be like that. i got to be honest. And they're, Well, they those are the work. ones that just became fans within the past four to six years. They just – and they're casual, and they don't understand how it works. But like I said, let me tell you your biggest strength as a Clemson fan and, and, and for that program. The fact, and there's also some people might say this is an insult, but it's not. It's genuinely not an insult. It's like it's a strength of yours. You're in the ACC, okay? Right now, the ACC is down. I mean, that's just a fact. It's look, look at. I mean, it, it's just down. That's a strength for Clemson, and that's not saying Clemson is a bad team or Clemson's a bad program because every year we say no, the, the ACC. Team. All right, there was a time where I could have like created an argument for that, maybe mm-hmm. like. Like, you know, when Florida State was doing their thing and Virginia Tech used to, like, kind of be consistent and maybe, like, you know, there'd be a team here and there, UNC, Georgia Tech, Miami, whatever. Yeah. But right now, there is no one. There is absolutely no one. <laughs> but, and, and that's not me saying, too, is, like, Clemson. Yeah, Wake Forest was good. Wake Forest was good this year. Yeah, Wake Forest was good. Pitt was okay. Um, but there's still – it's it's not they're not gonna be it's not gonna no be like top tier. It's not gonna be sustained. No, no competing for a championship. Right. And like I said, 
let me just say, I'm not saying Clemson's a bad team, but they are a better team than the ACC school, so that's why they're going to beat. No, Clemson's still a great team. It's just your 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 room for error is not as is not as as minimal or not as large as, as some of the other ones. Like if you look at a team in the ACC Big Ten, there's a lot more games you can lose that you can look at and be like, we got to be careful. If Clemson plays to their potential, they should run the table in the ACC, and they're always going to have a chance to show themselves in the playoff. I'm yep. not saying Clemson is there because they're in the ACC. They're going to make it to the playoff and then lose. They've done it before. They've played a terrible regular season and then gone on to beat Alabama. So it's obviously not that. It just makes it easier to get there. So Clemson people, take a chill pill. You guys yeah. are fine. You guys <laughs> are fine. Uh, I mean, and, and it's, a good, it's a great time, honestly, for right now for both of our programs. We're not nearly to the success of where Clemson is. And Dude, I just, I, I'm just happy as a fan because, like, I'm going into a season where I feel like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. And right. I mean, I thought, that, I thought that this year. Some good games. Well, I thought know? that this year, and it was 30 to zero. I, but right. I thought this year Clemson was going to be Clemson, and we weren't. And honestly, at first, I got sucked into the we suck. Because honestly, you know, if you look at how we were playing at the beginning of the season, we did suck. Yeah. We didn't deserve to be ranked for a period of time, but we pulled it together as the season went on, and that just speaks more to the program. Right. Yeah, it's something, Anyways. It's something about y'all with us. I, we just cannot seem to figure it out because then we played great against UNC, and then we played – we destroyed um, Florida. We destroyed Auburn. Auburn loses to Alabama by three points in overtime. I mean, it's like – but then we play y'all, and the week before I – mean, we just get – 30 piece at home. It, I don't know. It, Dabo's just out coaches every time. That's because you can't, I, I will say Clemson has more talent. You can't convince me they have 30 to zero more talent than us based on the results we've had this past season. No, that's just out coaching. Or that's just, us. I honestly, I think, I think this is a program. which is scared right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a good game against y'all for this thing to screw, like to switch and go back to how it was. It's kind of wild, honestly. Until then it's not going to happen. Like I said, we destroyed, well, we didn't destroy, but we beat Auburn at home. And then Auburn goes down again the next week against Alabama and, and takes them to overtime. And then Florida, we destroy Florida. I mean, and, and now Florida's not what they were, but I mean, still, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. It's something about Clemson right now. I got to get the monkey from back. It's going to take those days. game. It's uh, I remember take- those days. We had our share of, of losses in a row. Yeah, but the, here's the difference. We, you had those when you were middle school and elementary school. I've had those. <laughs> yeah, I was getting more shit then, probably. Yeah, well, nah. <laughs> anyway. Enough for the locals. Big program, both our programs. Yeah, good. yeah let's Fox, get the But talk about the championship. Let's talk about the play. I mean, let's just talk about the playoff in general, first of all. Uh, hats off Cincinnati, first of all. That's one thing, we, we, like I said, we haven't talked since the semifinal. I thought they played Alabama better than I expected. Um, still, I'm sorry, just don't belong. It's, I, I, that's, I'll leave that there. I just don't think they belong. Um, undefeated. Yeah, and it's tough because you want to give them a shot, but like – you just took away a spot from a team that probably could give Alabama a better run. So, you know. It's going to be tough to make an argument for a school like that again now right. after that. Right. Yeah. You want to play with the big dogs. No. Yeah. If you want to play with the big dogs, you better step up. That's all I got to uh, say. Um, so, but anyway, we'll, we'll – and then, obviously, Michigan got throttled by Georgia. And it doesn't look as bad now, but, man, they got throttled. So – we had a great national championship game, though. It was it was fun to watch. It was very defensive, especially the first half. I remember me and Sean, my roommate, are sitting there watching, and we're like, I was like, because I called off work for this. One. I switched work for this, and I'm sitting there like, man, I wish it would have worked. I was like, I yeah. to watch. Um, Dude, honestly, I was like, I was like, I don't even care about watching this game. It's just going to be defense the whole time. And, and then it I, was. it was, yeah, and I had it on in the background, and I was like, screw this, start doing something else. 
And even one, even one of the touchdowns, one of the touchdowns by Georgia to make it 33. The score is is not as – it wasn't as bad as the score seemed, 33-18. They had a touchdown at the end. That was a pick six, though, still defensive. Um, but it did pick up a little bit more steam in the fourth quarter. Uh, and I mean, I, there was big plays here and there, but they were few and far between. Right. And uh, some bad mistakes um, on – Georgia's, I mean, Alabama's secondary there at the end really cost them. And offside, there's offsides call. Georgia gets a free play, just throws it up, and touchdown. Um, that's that's what happens. You make a mistake, and, and they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna take advantage of the free play. Uh, I will no. say, this. oddly, I want to say a couple things actually. No. <laughs> I just want to call back to July 28th. Oh yeah, Austin's so smart. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. I said that I thought Georgia was was different this year, and I stand. Correct. Uh, not corrected. I stand correct. I stand right. And that is not necessarily me throwing shade right here at David because David was probably one of the ones that gave me the minimal amount of crap. More of Will Griffith, shout out Willie Lines, and then Michael Angelou, who in recent episodes also gave me more crap um, after they lost to Alabama in the SEC championship. Dogs are on top. Now, I hate saying that because I'm someone who, honestly, close to my hatred for Clemson is Georgia. Georgia fan base, I w- I've always said this. Someone asked me last night, they said, who do you think is the worst fan base, Alabama or Georgia? I said, uh, 100% Georgia. Really? One actually, and it's only going to get worse now, buddy. It's only going to get worse. Because here's the thing, they were bad. I mean, you you talk to a Georgia fan, say you don't know who they're fan ba- who they're, who they're fan of, you think they're a fan of Clemson or Alabama because you think, man, whoever they're talking about must win national championships every year. But they're the only fan base I know that talks like Alabama and talks like Clemson but hadn't won a championship in 40 years. And then now they win one, and it's just going to get really bad now. Let me let me. I'm gonna tell you a funny story. I don't even know if I've ever told you this. This is my first experience with college football as a Georgia fan. It's I don't remember the. I think it was, it was either 2007, 2008. Is my first South Carolina football game in, oh, I know. in Columbia. Okay, in Columbia. Keep that in mind. I'm I'm like a little kid. I don't I don't have any dog in this fight. I don't know what's going on. I'm just nope. there because my dad brought me. I'm wearing a white number ten Co Simpson jersey. I'm just walking around the fairgrounds just. I'm going to a football game. Like I said, I don't care about football at this age. I mean, I'm like, go Gamecocks. But I don't really know what I'm doing. I walk up, and this, it looks like it was a grown man in a Georgia polo. I remember he was scary as I'll get out. And I'm walking in front of my parents – or not in front of my parents, but in front of the group I'm with. And I'm walking in front. and tossing my football up in the air. And this guy bends down to my level. <laughs> this grown man that I don't know in a Georgia polo looks at me in the eyes and goes – Number 10 effing sucks. And he didn't say effing. You know what he said. But just looks me in my little eight-year-old soul and goes, with my number 10 jersey that I love so much. It was such a cool jersey. He goes. I didn't even know who it was. He had no idea who it was. He goes, <laughs> number 10 effing sucks. I'm sitting there like, okay, dude. I don't, whatever, bro. I don't <laughs> no, but I'm actually genuinely scared. And it proceeds. Okay, in, dude. It proceeds, it, it proceeds for him and my dad to get in an argument and whatever. But I just tell you, man, I've been I've been to Athens four times for games. It is awesome. Someone said that to my kid, I'd be ready to throw hands. I was eight. Dude. Oh well, I mean, I'm not gonna say that on air, but you can imagine my dad wasn't like, "Hey, please stop that." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, you know, it, it's That's uh, not very nice. They're awful. Uh, their fans are way worse. I'm gonna tell people. campus security. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call the police. I, uh, you, do you know who my dad is? <laughs> <laughs> my dad yeah. has more money than your dad <laughs> number 10 does not suck 
Number 11, on the other hand, no. Nah. Um, but their fan base is awful. But I will say at the same time, I'm happy for one player on Georgia, and that is Stetson Bennett, their quarterback. I don't know what you know about him. He grew up not far, just outside of Athens, um, was a huge Georgia fan growing up. It's honestly like one of us for Clemson or South Carolina. Grew up a huge fan. Was it was it not good enough to get recruited there? Ended up going to school there, fought for a walk-on spot, walked on, earned the starting job. Now he's a national champion. Another wow. cool thing about this guy is he uses a flip phone. Really? Yeah, he uses a flip phone. He's got what awesome. a guy. What a yeah. renaissance, man. Dude, Stetson Bennett, man. He, uh, I'm happy for him. So I don't really know where we go from here, though. I don't know because we've seen teams do this before. We've seen LSU. They did it a couple years back with Joe Burrow, and then they're gone. Um, I mean, they're not gone, but they're on a rebuild. We've seen I think it. Georgia will be there um, just based on the way that they've been playing in recent years. They might not be in the national championship. They might not be in the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be horrible. They're going to have to figure it out. I, I hope they can sustain the success that Clemson and Alabama have on a regular basis, but the track record's not looking too hot. I mean, you look at teams like Auburn, they, they were like it for a couple years, but then they fell off. LSU, same thing. Uh, you want to go way – you want to go, like, back, like, 10 years, whatever, 15 years, it seems like Florida. Um, Florida State, if you want to go – Yeah, if you want to go, go ACC, yeah, Florida State. Uh, Ohio State is – I think Ohio State's kind of sustaining the success a little bit. Yeah, no, Ohio State has, uh, has been in the conversation since I've been alive. I would say Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson are the three that have sustained it the longest right now. And Clemson's, like, new to the party. I think Georgia can, though. Georgia is one of those teams that they typically have a better recruiting class than Clemson. Georgia's one of those teams that they have one of – it's one of the best states for high school football. They have some of the best recruits. I think Georgia can do it. It's just – I feel so bad for them. They got to go through Alabama every time. I mean, that's what's going to – that's going to be the team that comes out of the West every time is Alabama. Um, So, yeah, I think one thing this this does say, too, and the reason I'm happy Georgia won, was it just solidifies – and I know you're someone who doesn't really argue it as much, so I'm not really talking to you. I'm talking to other people. This really solidifies the fact that the SEC is is, is really clear-cut. The best, Dude, best. Yeah, and the only people that are arguing the SEC isn't are spiteful people that just have too much pride to admit that their their conference is not the best. Well, and, and they get – It's just like they know it, that it's not true, and they just like to argue for argument's sake. Right. Well, and my dad brought up a good point, and I, and I was talking about it with some people today. And there's something that he said. It said, in the last 25 years, there have been 15 titles from six different SEC schools. Okay. Six different ones in the past 25 years. 15 total. Now, granted, majority of a lot of them are from Alabama, right. but it's still right. six different programs won a national championship. That's not easy to do. I mean, um, I don't know. I think, I think that really solidifies it. If Alabama would have won, we could have still been in the argument like, well, it's, it's very top-heavy with Alabama. But – I mean, you have, you have, you've had a, six different programs in a conference. That's very – I mean, you think about six schools in the ACC that could win a national title. That doesn't, doesn't even seem fathomable. Ten in the big – six in the Big Ten, maybe. In how many years? 25. 15 different titles from six different programs. So, basically – all right. Well, how many total is there if you take out Alabama? I don't know. I don't have the numbers on that right now. I think they won six, so that would be six or – so that'll be nine total. Yeah, they won six. They won six. They won six. So that would be so nine. Nine. Yeah. Out of twenty-five. Mm-hmm. But you got to take away the six. Yeah. Oh well, no. I guess if you're doing it that way, I don't know. I'm getting there's too many numbers right now. I'm getting a little confused. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking like, you know, I mean, nine out of twenty-five, four or five Power Five conferences. That's still twice as much as as the percentage of the conferences that they take up. So, right. 
and and going through the schedule, having to play each other to get there. I, it's, I don't know. And honestly, I think a part of that is the reason they're so successful is they – I mean, their regular season is – I mean, it's it's right. well, it's a ball game every week almost. I mean, you got your exception. Right. No, yeah, if you want to – yeah. You play us, you play Vanderbilt, obviously, but Missouri. But then majority of the teams, I mean, you, you look at like a team like a Tennessee, you look at a team like a Florida who even had a down year – you know that if you go say you're going to Gainesville to play Florida, yeah, they're six and six, but it's not going to be just you're going to walk all over them. It's not going to be like that. Um, you're going to have to play. It's not going to be a game where you can just show up. Right. Uh, so, I don't know. That's one thing I took away from this game. I thought it was great. I hope Georgia can sustain its success. We'll see. I think my prediction is I'm calling it right now. Let's go ahead and make another one real early. I think Clemson's going to be in it next year. I'm not going to say they're going to win it, but I think Clemson will be in it over a second SEC school. That's my prediction. My National Championship? I don't know if it's a championship, but I definitely think they'll be in the playoff. Yeah. If they get their quarterback situation figured out, I, mean, I think Clemson will definitely be in the playoff next year. I think – I'm a realist, man. Easter is weak, and we do what we need to do. There's no reason why we shouldn't be. No, you shouldn't lose anybody in your, in your schedule other than maybe like if you guys schedule – like you schedule Georgia, Georgia this year, and I respect that. I respect right. that. That loss doesn't even look that bad anymore. No. Especially only losing 10-3. to 3. doesn't look that bad. But – um. If you lose to if you lose an ACC school, it's hard to argue. But they shouldn't. Clemson should never lose an ACC school. So I think Clemson will be in. Well, it. you know, if yeah, if we handle business every week, week in and week out, there's something to be said for that, regardless of the conference that you're in. Right. I, absolutely. I agree 100. percent All right. Well, let's move on. I was we were going to go into the AB situation, but honestly, man, I don't really know how much I really want to talk about it. It's a bunch of back and forth. He said, she said. Antonio so, Brown? Yeah, no. That's... He said, she said. I was going. Uh, I, I don't even know what to believe anymore. I, he's, he's a no. nutcase. I wanted to believe him. And then I went on the Full Sin podcast and listened to him talk. And I said, dude, this guy has something wrong with him. He's talking with his ego. No, he doesn't even know what he's saying. You go back. Have you watched that? Listen to no, that? I've seen clips of it. You should. If you listen to it. I remember I cut it off halfway through because I was like, dude, this guy's just talking. He's not even making any sense. It's. So it, I don't sounds, even know. it sounds like he's speaking with a lot of pride, and, and and there's some truth to what he says. Like, like he said, I don't know. forcing him to play on an injury, but I don't know how true that no, is. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about like things that were coming out of his mouth. Like he tried to claim like that they were asking him about how he feels about people trashing him on social media, and he was like, "Oh, that doesn't bother me at all." Yeah. He's like, you just can't let that shit get into your mental, man. You just got to have people around you, blah, blah, blah. And Bob Menery's like, like really? That kind of hurts my feelings. <laughs> I, have a, I have a headache uh, listening to you speak. I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying, dude. So <laughs> he, uh, I just think here's what happened. He was frustrated. He wasn't getting the ball as much as he'd like. They were losing to the Jets. Somebody said something that upset him. And he was like, you know what? F you. That's what happened. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. But, but. – like I said, we got more actual real stuff to talk about. We weren't about. there. Yeah, whatever. Real sports. Real sports to talk about. And we had such a crazy. That damn sports podcast. Real sports. Not all that other shit. Manly stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Men. Guys being dudes. Dude, nah, um, so we had a bunch of in the NFL. Um, I, I just want to say my piece and I'm done talking about it. The Dolphins, I, I've, I'm so frustrated. I am. Out of all sports, I mean, all teams that I support, I know I'm a Gamecock fan. I've been through losing to Citadel. Um, I'm a Heat fan. I, honestly, that kind of made me a little happy, but I've been through some down years there. Nothing is, nothing upsets me more than, than, than this Miami Dolphins per, uh, franchise. I, 17 years I've been a fan. David, I want you to guess how many times I've seen my team make the playoffs. Go ahead and give me 
throw out a random number if you can't figure it out. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with zero. One. I've seen them one. Do you think they won that game, David? Oh, I was close. Do you think they won that game? I don't. Yeah, they didn't. I sure don't. <laughs> Matt Moore. Oh, it was bad being a Panthers fan. We at least made it to the, the Super Bowl a couple times. We I know. Just... Somebody said that to me. They were like, imagine being a Panthers fan. I was like, I, <laughs> I traded my left arm to watch the Dolphins get pieced in the Super Bowl. I, I, like, <laughs> I've never seen my team win a playoff game. I mean, I, maybe it, it's been – if we did, I was I was so young that I don't remember. I can't recall. For my fanhood, I've only seen them make one playoff game and we lost. And, you know, it's like – I'm at my, it was January 2nd, my sister's birthday, shout out Lana. And I'm sitting at the dinner table with my family and they're getting mad because I'm sitting there like throwing a tantrum in the, in the restaurant. Like I'm punching the table. The waitress like, oh, you. No. The waitress is asking for my order and she's like, and I'm sitting there, boom, sweet tea. And, I'm just like, <laughs> and it's like, how old are you? you? Know, and you know how my mom and Lee get, they're like, Austin, Austin, stop! Like, stop! You're being embarrassing. You're being ridiculous. And I'm sitting there, like, you know what, guys? You don't understand how it's I feel about just one Sunday. I've been through a hundred of losses on Sundays, and I deal with them. This, this is, is about. This is deeper than that. This is, you know, it, we we we've been bad my whole life, and we finally we start the season one and seven. This happened last year. We started season zero and six. Start the year one and seven. Just keep losing at that point. Then I won't get my hopes up. Then I'll just be like, yeah, we suck, whatever. I won't even watch the games. But then you want to go one and seven. You want to go one and seven. And then not only do you want to go one and seven, you want to go on and win seven in a row and then just give stupid fans like me a little bit of hope. You give us a little bit of hope. You want this win streak. And they're like, you just got to win two, the last two games of the season you're in. So I'm like, oh, God. And we, we beat the Patriots week one, so we know we can beat them last week. As you can see, we did beat them this week. All you got to do is beat the Titans and the Patriots. Like, we can beat the Patriots. We can beat the Titans. Titans without Derrick Henry, they're nothing. Ryan Tannehill sucks. You know, sucks more than Ryan Tannehill. Tua Tonga Vailoa. I mean, it is <laughs> We lose 34 to 3, and I tell my parents. Oh, well, yeah. How does, it feel? how does it feel to get put out by, by your old quarterback? Oh, it feels awful. I have his jersey <laughs> in my closet right now. And I'm sitting there. My, I tell my mom, like, you, got, you guys don't understand. This is. Fans like me have hope. We care. We dedicate all our time, and, uh, and we invest our emotions into this team. We invest our emotions. And all they do is get us right up there, and then they just tear us back down. They tear us down, <laughs> bring us up, and tear us back down. Just tear me down from the start. Tear me down from week one. Just lose every game. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then we go on and fire Brian Flores, the best coach we've had since I've been a fan. He had, yeah, he, what's up with that? Bro, he went 10-6 and six last year. He's 9-8 and eight this year, and we fire him. It doesn't make any sense. We beat the Patriots last game of the season, and then the next day he's gone. It doesn't make any sense. There's no clear-cut replacement. It doesn't make what any sense. Yeah, that's got to be a that's got to be a, a, a bigger issue than coaching there or something. It's, it, no, it's, I'll tell you exactly what it is. You, you would think that. You would think that, right? That makes sense. No, I guarantee you we're just stupid. We're, we, we're the Dolphins, but we think we're the, we're the Dolphins, but we think we're the Kansas City Chiefs, and if we're not winning 11, 12 games a year, we shouldn't be at it. And so I'm like, we went 10-6 and six and 9-8. and eight. I remember a couple years back, we were, we were winless last game of the season. I'm screaming in the car because we won the last game of the season just to not go winless. And we're going to complain about going 10-6 and six and 9-8? and eight? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's my rant. I'm done, with the Dolphins. I'm done with the Dolphins. More important stuff to talk about. I just had to say that. I, I've been wanting to – I'm glad you got that off your chest, buddy. It hurt, man. Um, the biggest game of the week for me was the Colts and the Jaguars. Now, this game had yeah. a huge – Well – I disagree, I mean, but I, I thought you were going to say something else. 
No, well, I don't think it's a huge game in terms of before we're like, oh, this is a huge game. Oh, just the outcome implications? Yes, what the Jaguars ended up causing. Okay, the Jaguars gave a lot of teams life and killed a lot. That's just some spiteful shit for them to be that motivated. Like, they won this game, but because they wanted to knock the Colts out, but they couldn't win. Trevor Lawrence looked like – Trevor Lawrence like clips of Trevor Lawrence. And the Colts, man, I don't understand. You sit there, and if the Colts win, they're in. They're in the playoffs. And Carson Wentz played Awful. I mean, the defense, too, didn't play very well, but Carson Wentz played terrible. Jonathan Taylor, who had one of the best seasons of anybody in the league, played awful. I mean, I, I look at the box score. Jonathan Taylor did not play bad. Uh, what, was his, what was his stats? He had a decent game. He might have not scored 15, a touchdown. 15 attempts for 17 yards. I mean, that's okay, but that's not what you think of when you think of 77. 77. Yeah, Carson Wentz, 17 to 29, 185 yards, one touchdown, one interception, but one really costly interception i remember that's the problem he's throwing he's only has 185 yards yeah 29 attempts trevor lawrence 223 for two touchdowns and no picks i mean and 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 that gave a lot of teams life and it's just crazy to think carson wentz he gave he gave us glimpse that maybe he was back but this performance inexcusable this is going to haunt this that's i think it's the worst loss in the colts franchise history to lose to a two-win team, yes, a hundred percent, okay, hundred percent, and I, hundred percent, okay. you lose to you lose to a two-win team in the last game of the season. All you gotta do is beat them to make the playoffs, and you and you lose, and you don't just lose, you lose bad. I mean, you lose in embarrassing fashion. That game, I'm watching it was it was never really close. And, I mean, the Jaguars dominated from kickoff, and it's Carson Wentz. I'm not saying he's done, and he's gonna he's gonna keep playing. He had he showed glimpses, but that loss inexcusable on his part, hundred percent. Franchise history. I mean, uh, you find me you, – you go back in the archives and find me one worse than that. I'd rather not. Yeah. A playoff uh, – a must-win game against the two-win Jaguars and a rookie quarterback without a head coach and you lose bad. Can we just talk about something that makes me sad? What makes you sad, David? The Chargers game. The yeah. Chargers game makes me sad, Austin. It makes me sad, but it doesn't in the sense of, one, I kind of like how the Raiders – Losing John Gruden, the Henry Ruggs thing, they found a way to still make the playoffs. That's kind of cool. I just, I just love Justin Herbert. You have made that clue on this podcast so many times, and I think that's exactly why. It's not his fault at all. I right? just have a crush on him, and there's nothing I can do about it. It's like, yeah. it's like your first crush in high school. That game? I just get I butterflies mean, when I watch him play. <laughs> <laughs> he threw 64 passes that game? Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at the stats right now. Holy cow! Nah, um, nah. That game, if you, I don't, I, it was one of the most exciting games I've ever watched with my own two eyes. It was yeah. like a movie, and even the guys, the commentators were saying it, it was like you couldn't write a script. If you if you wrote this in a movie, I, they wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it because it's like this can't happen. It's not real. It was insane. Yeah. The amount of third down, fourth down conversions, and just. I mean, the amount of crazy plays that were just happening. It was, it was. Dude, a, I love Brandon Staley. You do, you just gotta love the whole Chargers organization. I, I mean, do. I do. It's and it, it's unfortunate because, but I will say it's cool that the Raiders are in. It is cool. Given the John, Derek Carr is an amazing human. He is. He's not. He's no Justin Herbert, but he is a good human. You know who played like he hasn't played in a while was Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs saved them. Like he won. Yeah, no. Josh Jacobs put the Steelers in the playoffs. If Josh Jacobs doesn't get that first down when they run the ball, oh, that's what we that I I, I almost let it slip. So the Raiders are setting up like they're gonna get ready to just run the clock out and take the tie. And the Chargers for some reason, and the Raiders are like pretty close to field goal range. The Chargers call timeout with like 
it was like I think it was like two minutes, a minute and a half or something. They call a timeout. And I'm like, what are you trying to do? Why are you trying to win this game? Just hey, I, the Raiders are trying to to tie this game and run the clock out and just get you both in. They call a timeout. Next play, they hand Josh Jacobs gets the first down, sets him up for a field goal. I don't that I don't I don't really understand. Um, well, I, I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> I, so, but it is cool at the same time. I was watching it because I wanted to see the Steelers get. Yeah, and that's the side of Brandon Staley where I'm like, dude, going for it all the time. He's I mean, push, it's good when it works. It's they know good, if like, they tie that game, they they're in. So I don't know what he what he's trying to do. If he just hates the Raiders, I don't know what he what, what his agenda was. But I feel like he, if he wasn't an NFL coach, he would have definitely have a gambling addiction. Now he just has money to feed his gambling addiction. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I I don't it really threw me for a loop. I wasn't expecting because it was so obvious the Raiders were trying to set that game up for a tie and just get them both in, and then. They call timeout. I'm like, whoa. The Steelers, dude, the Chargers definitely deserve to be in the playoffs over the Steelers. Yes, I 100% agree. And I, this is why I wish Mikey was on the podcast right now because Mikey facts. would absolutely be easy. Oh, facts. He, but it is so cool. It is so cool that Big Ben, in his last season probably ever, is getting to go to the playoffs. That's dude, he's, so probably cool. like, he's probably like, oh, got to play dude, more. No, it looked like he was about to start crying, man. That's, it was so cool to watch. Because they saw the score of the Jaguars games. You could tell they knew. You could just tell by the way they were playing. You could tell they knew that this was a must-win game now. Because they didn't think they were going to have a shot because they thought the Colts were going to take care of business. And then the Steelers, I mean, wow. It was – it's so cool to get to see Big Ben. The amount of nine and eight teams in the AFC. Mm-hmm. What? Sorry. No, you, no, I didn't say anything. You, said, nine, you said the amount of nine and eight teams. Oh, there. yeah, sorry. Zoom glitch. No, just the amount of nine and eight teams in the AFC. What is it? Colts, Chargers, and, like, there's one or two other teams there that all could have easily been in the playoffs. I mean, that's why I love the NFL. The too. Miami Dolphins are nine and eight. Yep, there it is. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, no, that's why I love the NFL because you never know, what, especially this year. This year was crazy. And it's just really cool to to watch and see how it unfolds because there's certain teams that you're like, oh yeah, they're a playoff team for sure. And then you look at this and you're like, holy cow! And you, you look at the Steelers. Looking at who's in the playoffs and you realize how many good teams there are. Yep. And it's, it's crazy, man. And the Steelers, I, they're gonna get. And this, I guess, is a good segue into talking about the the upcoming playoff games. Taking on the Chiefs. They are done. That offense cannot keep up with the Chiefs' offense at all. Who, the Raiders? The Steelers are playing the Chiefs. Dope. Oh, God. <laughs> but well, they cool played story. each other like two weeks ago. Do you not remember? You said what? They played each other like two weeks ago. And it was ugly. And the really Chiefs ugly. murdered them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a Sunday night game, though, so at least Big Ben will go out in the night game. <laughs> go out with a bang. He'll go out with a bang at night. Go with an arrow in his chest. Nah, uh, you know, so I guess we'll just break down to, to conclude the last the six games to open the playoffs. Um, I guess right now we'll talk about Steelers Chiefs. I mean, it's pretty. I think it's pretty cut and dry for me. I know Mikey would have an argument, even though I, I called Mikey after that they won, and Mikey even said he's like, "We don't have a chance." He's like, "I'm just happy we're here." And, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and there's what makes you mad. Well, that's like the best position to be in because if you win, then you're like, "Hell yeah!" Well, I called Mikey and I was like, "This is before they won." I called him when I thought they have a chance to, when we saw the Jaguars do, and I was like, "Hey man, what are you what are you thinking?" He's like. You know, I know we're going to lose to the Chiefs, so part of me kind of wants to lose, and so then we get a better draft pick. I said, I hate you. I said, I hate you. You know what I would do to have the Dolphins Dude, win the Chiefs? Dude, that's just Mikey saying that because he knows they're going to lose. 
Like the Dolphins. So, I, I, I'd rather lose. Uh, like I said, I, I'd say it again. I, I give up my left arm to watch the Dolphins play. The well, also, it's like how much better of a draft pick are you going to get? It's just Mikey being Mikey. I was like, that's why I hate you. I said I hate I you. Man. Like, <laughs> I hate you. And if he was on here, he'd be defending it somehow right now. Oh, he would. Oh, he'd find a way. <laughs> that's, just, that's just Mikey. I don't but, nah, I think that one's pretty cut and dry. I think the Chiefs are going to run with that. The Chiefs are catching a lot of steam here recently. The first game I see on here, Raiders, Bengals. And, you know, my okay, so you know Sean, obviously, my roommate. He showed me this thing. You know what people are calling Joe Burrow right now? Daddy. Joe Shiesty. <laughs> Why? Because like there's some TikTok or something. He goes Joe Burr, like the poos. <laughs> he says it. Yeah, dig it. Or it's just a person. No, it's just some guy on TikTok calls him Joe Burr. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I think it's hilarious, dude. So now Joe I see him. <laughs> Joe Shiesty, I love it. But no, really, the the Bengals are a scary team. That offense is ridiculously scary. Bro, that team is scary. Someone was talking. You know who that offense is run by? Joe the. The 2018 or no, the 2020 national championship, right? What is that? Whenever Clemson played LSU, <laughs> <laughs> T yeah. against Jamar Chase and uh, and Joe Burrow. Yeah, and then you add, I mean, and then Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, a solid offensive line, uh, TJ Usman, the the tight end. Someone's talking to me about doing a dynasty, a fantasy league where you just pick all players from the same team. I'm taking the Bengals. That team is ridiculous, and and I. I think it's going to well, be. I mean, if thing. Joe Burrow's playing like he's playing, and you pick up Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon, I mean, gosh. Yeah, and you put Tyler Boyd in a flex, solid flex. Anyway, I'm not talking fantasy. Talking Bengals, Bengals, Raiders. I, I think it's. I think it's. I, I think it's gonna be a good game just based on inexperience. Based on inexperience by the Bengals <laughs> in, in playoff games, but at the same time, I don't think the Raiders have enough firepower to to keep up with that with that with that offense. I, I just don't think Derek Carr has enough. Dude, the Raiders, man, though, I mean, they've been surprising me all season. Yeah, in a lot of different ways, and their players driving a hundred some miles in the air. Okay, right? all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, know. I think seriously. I, think, I mean, you watch them play, and every game, I'm like, well, also just as soon as all that crap happened at the beginning of the year, I was like, there's no way, right? Like. The fact that they're here is pretty impressive, to be honest. Right. So I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna discount them in any way, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just think, I think even though Joe Burrow, he's young, it's only second year, it's his first playoff appearance. I think if there's anybody ready for it, it's him. Honestly, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's Joe Burrow, dude. He, he's, he has the Deshaun Watson um, effect. Yeah, I, I just think he, uh, <laughs> I think he's a, I think he's a, a winner. Um. I don't know what's going to happen in later rounds, but I think that I think the Bengals at home get by in the first round against the Raiders. Um, the next game is one that is, is intriguing to me. It's two AFC East teams, the Patriots and the Bills. And the last time these guys played, it was freezing cold and snow, and the Patriots threw two passes the whole game, ran the ball the whole time, and won. I think the Bills win this game. I do as well. I was not. I watched. I think the Bills win this game, and I think they win this game because of Josh Allen for number one. He's going to come out with something to prove, and I when he like. When he and they beat them already later in the season, and he let them know. And if you watch, if you watch the way that the Bills were playing that game, they were letting the entire stadium know. Stephon Diggs was talking to the fans after he scored a touchdown. He was mm-hmm. letting babies know that the Bills were there to drag their team through the dirt, and they didn't forget what happened last time they played. And they are there to prove a point that defense because they got embarrassed last time they played, and they got embarrassed. 
before the game, or they got embarrassed during the game and after the game. I remember watching a post-game interview with Micah Hyde and uh, Jordan Boyer, and they're asking him if it was embarrassing. The reporter had the nerve to ask him if it was embarrassing that they got ran all over. Their run defense was embarrassing. He said, did he just ask me that? Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, I would do 100%. On on the, all those all those points of of this is a big game. there's a, mo- a big motivational game for these guys, mm-hmm. but also I was watching a lot of the Patriots this past week and they played their starters because they were still playing for home field advantage because if the Jets beat the Bills and maybe and the Patriots beat the Dolphins, now the Patriots. I mean that's Bill Belichick and yeah, I, I, my biggest point here is they played their starters against the Dolphins because they had something to play for, and the Dolphins go up early. The Dolphins drive in the field, score, go up seven nothing. Matt Jones throws a pick six. Xavier Howard shadow X. Go up 14-0. And Mac Jones now maybe at the end he started to catch a little steam, but when when things got things got testy for him and he was under a lot of pressure and he had to throw his way out of it, he seemed I don't know, he just seemed a little little nervous. He seemed he seemed not on his game when because a lot of times that offense is set up around him not having to do too much. And when he was like they made it, he's gonna have to start doing something because they're down a big hole early. Yeah. If the Bills go up early, I don't think Mac Jones is gonna throw him out of the game. I don't think Mac Jones is gonna throw him back into the game, is what I should say. Yeah, and I I think that I like Mac Jones a lot. I think he's – and I, I like the way he plays. I like his swag on the field. But I think he is – he is Bill Belichick is the one making things happen. He's not going up and – if, if Bill Belichick isn't his play caller or – Bill Belichick calls plays for them, right? Yeah. yeah. If he's not calling the plays, I don't think the Patriots are what they are at all. Actually, I don't think Bill Belichick also plays, but I, I, he has a big say in what the offense does. Right. And the offense is built around not making Mac Jones do too much. Um, right. It's built around winning. And, the, and, and Belichick, and this is why the Patriots have a chance at no matter what, because – and Tom Brady has this down to a science now. He under, Belichick understands that it is a long game, and you don't have to win the first quarter or even the second quarter. You don't have to win. You just have to win the game. And so they're not going to get rattled even if the Bills come in ready to fire it up and ready to go. It's going to be a game. I think it's going to be a good game, but I just have faith in Josh Allen. I also just really want to see Josh Allen do well. I love that man. I, I think it's inevitable. I think the Bills are taking it by, without a doubt. I hope so. It's about time. Yeah, especially at home, I think the Bills are going to walk away. I think it's going to be a pretty easy, easy win for them. Um, the next one I see is one that it's not, it's not honestly to me, it's not very appealing. I mean, you, you might think differently. Uh, Buccaneers, Eagles. I'm just not a big believer in the Eagles. Um, yeah, when I saw they were in the playoffs, I was like, what? I think they get gifted a lot by the division they're in, but at the same time, they're in the division with the Cowboys. But also, yeah, the Giants and the, and the Redskins, I think they had an easier schedule. I think the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, I'll never go against Tom Brady. And for me, this, this game's pretty simple, cut and dry. I'm not going against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Not, I, I saw how they played in the season. Um, I think the Buccaneers walk away with this one honestly pretty easily. I think they're gonna have a game plan for Jalen Hurts and make him throw his way out of that game. And how are they gonna win without AB though? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I don't didn't think about that. So yeah, actually, I think the Eagles are gonna win now. Um, <laughs> now that you mentioned that, <laughs> no, you mentioned that. Eagles, Eagles are the best team in the NFL. Dude, they sign AB, they're good to go. Yeah. No, realistically, though, I think the Bucks are gonna win this game pretty easily. It's not really one that I'm – like, I, I'll watch it because it's the first game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It's not no, one I'm, dude, I mean, if I would have seen that in the regular season, I would have been like – I would have not – I don't even think of the Eagles as a, as a playoff team. Yeah, yeah, 100%. No, I, I guess, dude, if you think about it, man, the NFL, 
is AFC heavy right now. Very. Extremely. It hasn't always been like that. Yeah, because you look at the other game, well, another game in the NFC, you got the Cowboys and the 49ers. Um, 49ers were very fortunate to get in. Um, I can't yeah, believe team I can't believe. Is yeah, let's take the Chargers and the Colts and throw them in instead of the <laughs> Niners and the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, we, me and Mikey talked about this. I'm not a huge – I'm not a big believer in the Cowboys. Um, but I do think after what they did to close the season, scoring 51 points on the Eagles, I think the Cowboys – And 56 will, on the Redskins. Yeah, I think – and a Niners team that's just fortunate to be there. And, a, and I think the Cowboys will beat the 49ers. I, but I, I don't think they make it very much farther after that. I agree. Um, the off deck is, is on his A game. The offense is on their A game. Um, but I think once they actually play yeah. good defense as well, which the 49ers don't have a great defense, um, I, I don't no, know. Yeah. It's going to be a very offensive-heavy game. The 49ers have a very good offense as well, at least with Debo and Kittle. Um, but it, When uh, Dak is playing like this, though, the Cowboys are terrifying. Yeah. The yeah. I, weapons they have. Now, they did lose Michael Gallup, but that's that's not the end of the world by right. any means. Mm-hmm. He's, their, he's their fourth um, fourth target on that team behind CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, then you got him, but then you got what's his name, Cedric Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, like this is gonna sound kind of inhumane because like they are people, but like that's he's kind of expendable. Like you can you can put Cedric Wilson in there and it's the same basically. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you can just have C.D. Lamb and Mari Cooper and you're gonna be fine. Right. I mean, look at the 49ers. They have two targets. They very that pretty much are the only ones that really do a lot. And honestly, when Debo's there, Kittle doesn't really do much. Uh, Kittle has his games. He has his games. Debo needs to get more touches. But Kittle has only time. really done bit, had big games whenever Debo's been out. It's like they only they just pick somebody, and that is the person that gets the yards for the game. Because the the quarterbacks and whoever it is, Garoppolo or Trey Lance, they do not put up that big of numbers. And so it's more about just getting the ball in one of those two guys' hands because they're both run after catch players. They're going to get the ball and make something happen. Well, yeah, and Debo's somebody so versatile. You got you got to get the ball in his hands however you can. So they're finding ways. They're finding ways whether he's running the ball or receiving. Right. I mean, he, dude, shout out Debo Samuel. I mean, what a season, especially coming off the injury. And that people forget too the the season ending injury he had in college. Yeah, yeah, broken leg. And you know, I love me some Debo. Um, he's a baller, man. He can do everything. And he's someone. He's he's just so tough and gritty. I I love watching him play. He's someone's just mm-hmm. fun to watch. When the ball's in his hands, mm-hmm. I'm just excited. Yep. Um, Love Debo. But I do think ultimately the Cowboys win that one. Um, we've already went over the Chiefs Steelers. So the last one we got on the slate um, is a very intriguing game, in my opinion, in terms of offense. And it's going to suck to see one of these teams lose in the first round um, the Rams and the Cardinals. Um, Cardinals have struggled towards, to close the season. Um, Rams lost. I mean, both these teams kind of coming off uh, not the best finishes after some hot starts. I don't really know. I th- I think, in my opinion, I I think the Rams, based on the fact we're gonna agree on all of these. I th- yeah, I think the Rams have a slightly better defense. Even the Cardinals have a good defense. I think the Rams have a slightly better defense, and just the way the Cardinals have played here recently. I mean, they've lost a lot of their games. Yep. I I, I think the Rams can cut you it off. can't ever overlook the way teams finish a season because that is when everyone needs to be locked in. They need to be. This is where we need to be getting ready for the playoffs. This is where we need to be executing the best we have all season. And when you see a team do what the Cardinals has been doing, it's hard to have any faith in them in the right. 
postseason at all. Right, and and, and you also Matt Stafford. I, I do. I'm still a believer in him. Cooper Cup having one of the best receiving performances, single season performances ever. Yes. Also, yeah, I give Matt Stafford over Kyler Murray all day, mm-hmm. all day. Oh, Odell's coming on the. Odell's coming on. Odell the, is balling on the Rams. Yeah, I think that is so fun to see. This team, this team, I they could I, win. They could win it all. Honestly, I, dark horse. They, I think they could. Especially they get a, they get their stride rolling. They win a couple. If their games. defense shows up, mm-hmm. right? Because their offense is going to show up. Their offense is going to put up enough points to right. keep them in any game. Right. I think these teams. Are, I think this game is very 50-50, If we're being honest, but just in my gut tells me I think the Rams are going to win it. Um, I hope I'm right. I agree. I, 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 I want to say Cardinals to disagree with you, but I I can't. I I, 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 I want to see Matt Stafford win a couple. <laughs> I, I this is. Being in Detroit for so long, I really want to see him do well. Um, so I, I think it's very 50-50, but I just have more faith in the Rams and, and their offense, if I'm being honest. Yep. Um, so, so, yeah, man. Well, that's all I got so far. Oh, oh never mind. I'm stupid. I was going to say, what about the Packers? They got the bye. <laughs> Honestly, you almost got me for a second. Um, <laughs> No, nah, man. Uh, so that's all I got for this one. It's a very action-packed episode. I uh, just want to ask – you guys share, give us a review, do whatever, push this podcast out. We want to get it to as many people as possible. Yeah, do all that and then hug somebody. Exactly. What, what yeah. David just said, dude. Hug people, that's problem. good. Dude. Um, start dropping um, every Wednesday, um, and we will talk to you guys soon. Every Wednesday, there will be at least one of us yeah. that you will hear. You're going to hear one of our pretty voices. Hopefully, <laughs> You're welcome. Hopefully it's not Mikey. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. And we will catch you guys later on that damn first part.